Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Brianna. I'm Maharo. And I'm Demaya. And this is She Thinks She Knows Podcast. So today, guys, we are going to talk about something that has become really a viral and popular topic or like piece of media, which is Squid Games. And if you don't know, this is a show that um, came on Netflix, I would say a couple months ago it aired. And ever since then, it's been getting a lot of popularity. I feel like thanks to TikTok and like social media, like a lot of people have been watching the show. And so the three of us, we watched it um, individually, not really together, more so individually. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to come and talk about it. This show does have a lot of like different themes in it, but it's like a thriller type of show. And so I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the themes and our takeaways and like how we can apply it to real life. So yeah. Before we get started into discussing this episode, if you guys haven't watched Squid Games, there will be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this episode until you watch it, unless you don't care for spoilers. Um, but I'm just putting that in there because I don't like spoilers. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So I think that we should start and give people a quick like mm, description of what we thought of the show overall, what our expectations were when we heard about it versus what we thought when we watched it. And I can go first because I was told about this show. Well, first of all, I kept seeing the show on Instagram and everyone kept doing that cookie challenge. Like if I was on Squid Games, I would lose. And it was weird because I had no idea what the show was about. So after I watched it, I'm like, why were people making jokes about like being in the in the game? Like, <laughs> why would someone be like, if I were in Squid Games, I would win. Like that just threw me off completely. But also the second introduction I got to the show was actually Maharo was telling us about it. Um, we were at my sister's house and they were like, oh, I don't really want to watch it. I hear it was crazy. And Mahara was like, no, it's actually really good. It's just a game. And she was making it seem like it was just one of those, like, nothing. The first episode, I'm like, Mahara, this, nothing about this is just like, it's a game. It's entertaining. Like, it's actually a crazy show. So I was like, wow. But I was interested in it because even though it was like really graphic, I just felt like there was going to be a backstory to it. And that was another thing. She was like, it's not anything like super deep. That was also a lie. Like, the show was, it was nothing about that show that was lighthearted. I knew for a fact that it would have all these underlying like messages and lessons. And so once I finally finished it, you know, it took me a while to finish it because I kept coming on and off. But once I finished it, it felt like a full circle experience. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, just to clear up what Brianna's saying, guys, um, actually, I kind of started it just as I was putting her onto it. And so I feel like when I started it, 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 there was hype about it, but like it wasn't to the point where I was seeing spoilers and all this stuff. So like, I didn't really know what it was about either. But when I started it, it seemed more lighthearted. Like I wasn't really, I don't know, like obviously the first episode, crazy stuff does happen by the end of that. But when I watched it, I wasn't as invested. And so when I was trying to continue with Brianna, I was like, oh, like, let's just watch it, all this stuff. Like, it didn't really affect me. Like, I felt like in my head, I'm like, you know, it's one of those shows people live, like, people die. So I'm not really invested into the plot. And I think that changed when I started watching by myself because I got so much more invested. But to me, it kind of started out lighthearted, just like another Netflix show. And it got, I feel like it got more deep and I got more invested in the characters by the end. And so I feel like that's the whole basis of like what we're talking about. But for me, it didn't start off like that deep. 
I took probably like a month after everyone around me to watch the show. Like, I feel like I started the show like a month after Brianna Morrow, after Jay. But there was a part of me that like was seeing the spoilers on Instagram and stuff. And I wanted to watch it. So I just would scroll past all the spoilers, even the memes and stuff. Like I would scroll past it because I'm like, I don't want like to know anything about the show. Like I already don't know, but I don't want to know based off of a meme. And memes really have the tendency to tell a lot. So I just made sure I would scroll past. And then like I finally sat down to watch an ep- the first episode and I was literally like, they didn't even give a trigger warning at the beginning. And my friends didn't give me a trigger warning either. Like, I don't, like, I'm not even trying to compare it to this, but I don't even watch videos when like cops are killing people on camera, on, on social media because it's too graphic. So for me to have watched this in a TV show, I'm like, wow, Jemaya, like you're doing a lot. So it honestly took me a while to get past that traumatic experience of watching people get killed in cold blood. It took me a moment to get past that. Um, But by like episode six, (laughs) I was used to it. And it actually ended up being a good storyline. One thing that really threw me off about the show before I watched it was how many like young people were watching it and kids and that I feel like once I watched it I'm like why would it why would someone let a child watch this and I think it's because the hype around it was so big that no one was saying by the way this has a lot of like brutal graphic scenes that may not be you know suitable for young adults or young kids not young adults but young kids and so when I'm hearing all these kids watching it everyone watching it like it's just some kind of and like comedy show or something and then I actually see, I'm like, that's not okay. Like it should have been pitched. I mean, they can't really control how people respond to a TV show, but that also threw me off. Cause I was like, there's a lot of kids watching this show, but there's nothing kid friendly about this show actually. Like they wouldn't even begin to understand the plot or where it could be rooted from. And so for them to watch it, it was just, yeah. yeah honestly, when I heard it, it started making me realize like, no, as a parent, I really am going to monitor what my child is watching. Like, yeah. I would never allow my child to watch anything like that. No, like you have to be like when I was a kid, I couldn't even watch things like basketball wives and um, single ladies and all those things. No, <laughs> I, you, you're going to get out the room when we're watching this. <laughs> So as you guys can tell, we all have different tastes when it comes to watching stuff, obviously. And so that makes me think that we probably all have different like characters that were our favorites or like whose story stuck with us. And so I'm curious as to who you guys kind of gravitated towards and whose character in Squid Games did you resonate, whose character's life resonated with you the most and like you wanted to see them succeed and all this stuff. Um, I'm honestly not great with remembering their names, um, but the girl with the brother that made it to the end, I honestly, I, I can't say like I really resonated with her the most, meaning like her story is so similar to mine, um, but 
I just felt the most for her because she was in such a position of, what would you call it? Uh, she was in such a position of authority, I guess, for her brother. And like, you know, I'm here because I want to save my brother's life. I just thought that that was so selfless. And to be so young with having so much responsibility um, and, and taking it on, like head on, <laughs> literally to your death. I just thought that that was like beautiful, for lack of better words. <laughs> I feel like honestly if I could choose a storyline it would probably be someone who was there in the beginning and didn't come back because I don't know like if I would have, I'm serious like I, I know that's not one of the characters so I'll say who my real character like I would resonate with but if I was a character in that show I would be someone who had the luck of coming out when they all agreed to leave because I would not go back there once I seen that first game, like, I don't care what kind of debt I'm in. I would have changed my life around from then. I would have cleaned up my act, found a job. Like, I would not have stayed. No, no amount of money would have caused me to literally play a game. Because you don't, I don't know what's ahead of me. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what's ahead. So I wouldn't even test it out. Like, I don't care how desperate I was. I would have died on the street before I got shot. So, but um, one of the characters that I feel like um, I felt like the most for was the other girl, I don't, I don't know her name, but she was partners <laughs> with the girl with the brother. <laughs> and I resonated with her character because she didn't really, she didn't really talk much, but I, you can tell that she was like, really like when she agreed to go there, like her only, she didn't see a way out. And not saying I would be like helpless in the sense where I'm like, I'm only here to die. But I think what she did before she died was like super admirable when she decided to like give her life because she knew that someone else was working for something more and um I feel like if I was ever in a position where it's like I really have nothing and this person is like fighting for their life to make it I would probably you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna off myself I would probably be more willing to have help them move forward because I literally have nothing and so I feel like from that perspective when she was talking about how like she had no parents or or I think she killed some one of her parents or something like you could tell that she had she didn't see a future for herself, but she still had enough in herself to allow someone else to like fight for their life. So I actually thought her story was like short, but really like they did a really good job in portraying like her personality with so little words because she didn't talk that much. She didn't really she didn't really do anything. It was really a lot of just like body movement facial. And I feel like that was like the best acting I've seen in one of the shows. For me, I don't think there was a character like you just said I didn't resonate with the characters at least personality or like in the choices but I feel like when I watch tv shows and movies I always like like a really like how do I explain um complex character and so I think by the end by the last episode the character that I was like super like like not gravitated but more so just like wow like this is crazy was the um, the main character's old best friend who kind of was like everybody was like he's a snake he's a snake all that stuff and I feel like because in the beginning I wasn't really paying too much attention and then there were so many things that he was doing that was kind of giving him giving him like the villain the villain role and like the antagonist to all the other characters and so by the end by that last episode like I really was so shocked because 
I could kind of see that he was a character that would risk everything to win. And he used like the resources, like intelligence and things like that he had to get ahead by any means. And that's cause like, he didn't want to face the reality. And so I think when I saw the end and he realized like, I'm not getting out. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, everything I work for is meaningless. So like, I'm just gonna end it here and let this person go. I feel like that was kind of like a crazy twist. And that kind of made me feel like, okay, this is like the most complex character it seems like. And so like, I don't know, that was just a really interesting personality to me. I think that makes me think of um, one of the like concepts of the show is like being faced with adversity and like what you would be willing to do if you're in a position of like desperation. And I feel like his character, his character and um, the second, uh, the older female who was, she was just wishy-washy, like trying to find any means to get ahead. I feel like they really showed desperation. Like they gave, like, I'm doing anything I possibly can to live. And I think that she also, um, I think different from him, I feel like what was crazy about her uh, sort of like response to the challenge was that she was trying to be really lighthearted about it. And so she was willing to take like abuse in multiple ways just to make it thinking that it was worth it only to literally like realize that it wasn't worth it in the end. And I think that when she decided like, I'm done with this and all that I've had to put up with just to survive isn't worth it. She went out like a boss. Like I will say that because I was like, wow. Like, you know, I, again, that wouldn't be me. But I think that that sort of like realization that you come to and the decision you have to make is actually crazy because both of them decided to get like both of them decided that it wasn't worth it and the way that they went out was through like doing it to themselves like they didn't wait to just die from a challenge or anything like they took the liberty of doing it themselves and sort of taking the power back I guess in a way and I think that was pretty crazy so I don't know that concept of like challenges and what you would really do when you're faced with like life or death. I think that show did a great job in displaying the different sort of, I guess the different responses people can have to it. But what do you guys think? <laughs> that was a really good point. I think that I was gonna, I was just gonna follow up. Um, but Demai, did you wanna say something to that first? You, I was just gonna say that honestly, even after watching the show, I can't even say how far I would go for money um, because I just, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a heart like that. Like money is not, money is not something that would bring me that far. And I guess because I haven't experienced that kind of debt and desperation, I think that may be like prohibiting me from thinking that far, but I don't want to ever get that far. Um, and I hope I never have to um, because I can't really say what I would do. I, I just, I, I really can't, like I really cannot. <laughs> How Brianna said that she would have left that first time when they had a choice to leave. It's just funny because she was saying she doesn't know what was ahead, but given that all the games that did happen that we were able to see, like, which one do you think was the most crazy? Like, which one do you think was the most like shocking, bizarre, or just like unimaginable? Because I'll say that for me, the, the bridge, the glass bridge one, I feel like that one really took the kick because when I was watching it, I was just like, I just kind of was like, there's no, 
it's not a it's all to luck and like chance basically because you know the person at the end of the line if they're trying to cross the bridge they're always going to have the advantage and it was just shocking to me because i was really trying to figure out how many people were going to die until everybody was able to make it over the bridge and i was like if i was in that position it's really not much you can do because somebody could be behind you ready to push you like you know but I would literally be like, that's the game I think I'll probably give up because I would rather like jump than be pushed, especially if I'm like, you know, and I think that's the kind of game that really like, I feel like that game and probably um, the tug of war, those are the kind of games where you really don't have an option. Like you don't even have the option to be shot. Like you're falling to your death type of thing. And it's like such a brutal and like, you know, unexpected, unpredictable way to die. I feel like those games were crazy because it's really not in your control what happens at that point. It's just up to luck. And watching the main character when he like just happened to choose the last one, I was trying to, I was honestly scared for him even though in my head I'm like, okay, like the main characters, you know, they're always gonna survive. But like, I was scared for him cause I was watching it like, and it was crazy. And the amount of survivors, there was like what, three at the end of the game and I don't know. That one just like was crazy. I would agree because my, and when I was watching that episode in my head, because the way that they give them the option, they don't tell them what the game is. They just let them choose like what they want to do before they even introduce the game. And when they were choosing the best or the number or whatever, I was thinking, okay, what number would I pick? And when he was breaking down, okay, middles are the safest, but you know, the first could give you an advantage but the last, and I'm like, what really would I choose? And I wouldn't know because I would probably choose somewhere towards the end because at the end of the day, like if I, I get to see something happen before my time, but then again, I just never knew. So when I seen that it was that, me and my sisters are actually in the room trying to think, okay, what would they, like, they didn't say anything about rules. So what would you allow? And the first thing that I thought of was everyone was taking their shoes off and I'm like, I will use the shoe. Like, you know, like, I was because I'm afraid of heights so I would be terrified like I would try to think of anything to not like you know and I'm like yo this is like that's scary like and you're not even you're really high you can't even see the floor and if me falling to my death I probably would pass out before I even hit the ground because of fear like like just being on there the minute I heard a crack like my heart would have stopped so I'm like what would people even do in this situation and at, at the end of the day you have to play the game otherwise like there's, that's your only option. So when I seen that, I'm like, that's cruel. Like that's the most cruel game I can ever even like, that just took, I don't even like a tiles game to a different, like a completely different level. And it was just making me sick how at that moment they started to see like people were watching this. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like that's actually not funny. And when you're in a position like that, you literally don't see a way out because even if you were behind, if you forgot, you know what the tiles were like if someone just by luck you forgot you're done too so i'm like that's yeah that game was just no <laughs> no 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 i think that game was crazy too but for me the tug of war one was the most crazy because one i never knew there was that much strategy in the game tug of war like i never knew there was that much and then two you're like dying in a mass group. So like, you're not responsible for your death at that point. The whole show you're responsible, but you're really not responsible because 
one person slips and that rope is literally falling. And I just feel like that's a brutal way to die too, because you're literally just like, it's a sudden death, but you know, it's coming kind of like, like falling off the tiles. Like it's a sudden death, but you know, it's coming. And I just feel like the way they, like the way they, set the scenes up and when people died like that tug of war scene it was just like where is this like where are they setting these games up for people to just be falling to their death from probably a thousand feet in the air <laughs> literally. like so and then the strength that you have to have to keep holding on um like when all the main characters when they were going against all men i think they were going against all men those women, like the strength they had to have, I just, and, and I guess that's when adrenaline really kicks in, but is there really that much adrenaline that you have that's yes. going to save your life like that? So that honestly took me for a loop, that one. And something about that game that's also crazy is that when you make it, the first thought in your head is like, I'm alive, but you don't even like, it takes you a while to process the fact that, but I just killed a different group. Like, you know, like you're not even hearing them fall into their death because you're probably like numb to the fact that I almost died, you know? Like, so you're laying out on top of all these people and it's like, that could have been us, but you're so happy that it wasn't you that you can't even really think about like, I, I just, I technically just killed someone. Like, you know what I mean? Or I killed multiple people just now trying to save my own life. And yeah, that, I would like, I just feel like how that's so like mentally, like that just messes you up mentally. And that how can you, at the end of, after that, like how can you literally have emotions to the, like to these things? Like, you know, like I wouldn't even be surprised that some people were able to just move on like nothing because once you do something like that, you're no longer a regular citizen anymore. Like, you know, you're walking out of there, a murderer, a psycho, like a psycho, like, you know, you're all those things what even what is even life at that point you know so yeah. i'm not sure if the tug of war game came after or before the point when um it wasn't a game but it was when they were all fighting each other and mm -hmm. killing each other at night i feel like that part was also crazy because the people that engineered the game like they set up all these things to happen. And so I just think it's crazy that they literally can control people's mind that much and make them kill each other when they came in there upset that they were possibly getting killed. I just mm -hmm. think that's crazy. And then how um, like you had to team up. I feel like that was kind of a turning point. Um, so then that must have been. No, that must have been it was before, I think Yeah, that was before. So they had to team up, which I feel like was a turning point because I just kept wondering, OK, but like somebody's going to die. So what's going to happen to the teams? So I feel like that part where they were all killing each other at night, too, that was very crazy for me to see, too. Cause I would not be able to sleep after that. I don't know when another one of those is breaking out. Yeah, I wouldn't have slept at all. In fact, <laughs> I would have probably lost the next game. <laughs> I would not think, built for it. <laughs> for some reason, I'm always like, I feel like that's the part where I could sneak and hide, and you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, it's so dark. I feel like I could have just hid, but people are probably already doing that, and you were just 
and for what like and all that just for the money you know the um the piggy bank or whatever just for more money to fall in there but it's like don't you realize that with less people like you're you know you really don't have much chances of surviving because the games but that was just crazy to me but going off of what you just said to like there was a point in the game and I'm I don't know what episode this was but it was oh the one of the guys who was a doctor right mm-hmm. and so they had him doing things for um the, the soldiers the, the people with masks that worked there they had him doing favors for them and all this stuff for information and so that was like cheating technically and so when the the black mask the front man like when he found out and he killed everybody that was involved in that he was basically saying like this game is based on fairness and equality. Everybody's equal in this game. Like out there, you know, they're all like looked down on, but in here they're equal. And obviously given like that instance of that night where you really can't control who's dying and who's not. And it's really like survival of the fittest type of thing. It's obviously not fair. So like, what do you guys think about that? Like being put in the show and him saying that so intentionally, like, what do you guys think of that? I think it was BS and honestly, that equality thing was really like, you know, that image that people always show to show like equality, you know, that image that we're talking, they show you in high school. Yeah, like where it's like, they're on the same pedestal, but they're two different heights. And that's what that was, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you putting that in there was just, for me, it was like, that's stupid. Like point blank period, that's stupid. It wasn't about fairness. It really, it really wasn't in the, in the idea of the game, okay simple you play the game if you win you live if you don't you're eliminated fair right but there's nothing fair about that because you have old people you have women you have you know like people who really didn't know what to, well I guess you can't say they didn't know what to look forward to because they went back but it's like there's just so many disadvantages to these games like with the sugar game what if someone had like shaky hands or arthritis or something you know what I mean like nothing fair about the game the only thing that was fair I guess was that you had a fair opportunity to choose whether you wanted to play because they always gave people the option to come out but even that was majority rules which you know isn't really fair like if it was really 100% fair it would be giving people the opportunity to choose do you want to play or not and I mean that was probably the only fair part of the game but once you're in you can't leave unless majority rules and you're not telling people what the game is to really strategize about how they're going to make like so I just feel like what the, the statement that really should have been made was once you come here, like you have an equal opportunity, you all have the equal opportunity to decide whether you want to play. But once you're here, you abide by whatever rules they have in place. You know what I mean? My question when that happened or when, when cause that's when it started getting corrupt be, behind the people that like worked for the man, the front man. My question was how did those people get there? Were they like, paid to do this um were they also in some type of debt was their debt a little less i just was very curious as to how those people got there and it made me realize that just as much as the people um that were playing the games are being controlled and could get killed at any time literally so could those people behind the masks and i couldn't believe that people would just voluntarily do that because it was fun for them. (laughs) So my big question um, that never got answered was how did those people get there? And I feel like there's been so many 
um fan theories people you know how people make a theory about everything when something gets popular they'd be like oh you know how the man was making them play the games like the red one was actually to become a worker and the blue one was to become a like a you know somebody who has to play the game and so there's so many theories and i feel like it was obviously it was intentional for them not to reveal where they came from but I feel like also it was kind of an easy way out type of thing because I feel like they're leaving it up to thought like, oh, they could come from anywhere, like, you know, to make it more mysterious. But it's also just like, because how can you really explain that? Like, you know, I feel like it would take a lot more to explain it. And kind of going off of what you said, yeah, I was super curious as to where they came from, especially when some of them had like before they died or whatever, they would take off the mask. And I didn't know what to expect under the mask, but I'm like, it's just looking like regular people. And then when that one person took off the mask and it was like a young kid, like, you know, like a teenager or 20 year old, like something really young person. And that made one of the game players or the participants like shoot himself and all this stuff. I feel like that really was like, so like, I was so curious. And the way that they were kind of living when the police officer kind of went undercover to become one of them, it was very much like jail cell type of living, like confined quarters, like you have a chain of command that you have to follow, like everybody's kind of fearing for themselves, even the ones who are doing like the um, secretive stuff like underground to make money. I think it's like a grimy, like, you know, it's not a environment that everybody's cool, calm and collected. Like, I think it really is like super confusing, but like also, how did they have a whole operation how did they have a whole organ selling operation i don't get that literally it, it literally made no sense but <laughs> and it was just so interesting because i didn't even think that that doctor character was really like i didn't really think that was going to reveal anything but that drove a whole part of the plot that just like was so out of nowhere i was like huh but also i was going to say about the the front man and saying all oh, this equality, whatever. Yeah, I think it definitely was an excuse. And I think it kind of played into the whole concept of like the Squid Game is entertainment for people who like buy in to watch it. And it reminded me of the beginning, the first episode when the main character was betting on animals like horses or something like that. He was betting on horses. And so I think it's he's kind of saying like, they're seeing these participants as just like, as if you would bet on a an, like animal type of thing. So like, they all have an equal chance. Like, you know, people will be betting on horses, like, oh, they all have an equal chance of winning. It's just a race type of thing. And so it's like, to the people who are bidding on them and watching like the rich people, it's kind of just like that. Like they all have an equal chance. Like they're not really seeing them as, oh, these are people who don't have different abilities. And all. like, I think it's just kind of like that. Like everybody has equal chance, but you're not really looking at the people. You're just kind of seeing like, player one, two, three, you know, I think that's kind of what it was playing at, um, which was like crazy to me. Like that was another crazy thing. And um, I'm gonna say in terms of crazy moments, I think besides the obvious games and people getting killed and all this stuff, one of the craziest like moments or things that were revealed in that show for me was when the police officer had like infiltrated the front man's files in the file room in the basement. And he found, he was looking for his brother, the file on his brother. And he found like files dating back to the 1990s or whatever. So at least a decade or two decades 
of the game being played every year and there being one winner every year. And so that shocked me because in my head, it seemed like a new thing that he discovered, but like it's been going on undercover, unknown to the rest of the world, like hundreds of people each year being kidnapped and killed basically because only one person can survive. Like that kind of shocked me and that kind of made me like, oh wow, like it really doesn't matter how this game goes. It's all like part of the, it's all, you know, it's going as planned. It's not like they're all gonna break the system and all. It's like literally continuous. Like that was shocking to me. And so um, I'm curious, what do you guys think was like a really uh, shocking moment to you? A shocking moment to me, uh, picking, piggybacking off of what you just said, a shocking moment for me was when Sun Moon, that's, or is Guy Young, what's his name? The main character, Guy Young, was when he went in that room and the old man was still alive because as far as I was concerned, this guy was dead, like, <laughs> which I don't get. And then to find out, he was orchestrating the whole thing. So you mean to tell me you were faking? You were faking the whole time? I'm just trying to figure out how he chose um, what group he was going to gravitate towards. I just want to know, like, when they gather these people, like, was he involved in that process? And did he choose, okay, I'm going to gravitate towards these people? Or did he think he was going to die? That was my question um, towards the, um, when I found that out, as well as, okay, so you must be that bored. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're that rich and you're that bored with life that you would literally participate in some disgusting thing you've been literally putting on for years. So, I mean, that just shocked me that, I really do think rich people would go to these links in real life. And it just shocked me that that was the outcome of the entire story. I think for me, what was really shocking was how the police officer who was who infiltrated to find his brother found out that his brother was a front man. And that his brother, and what was even crazy was that his brother was literally would kill him to continue the operation, which made me think, okay, did their relationship, was their relationship so bad that he didn't know that his brother was in that kind of, like had that kind of mindset that he would partake in such a cruel thing for so long? And how, how separated were they to, for him to not know that his brother was a part of something like that? You know, because when I think about it, it's like you had a whole double, double life because his brother went missing. I don't know how long ago he said his brother went missing, but he knew his brother went missing from the game. But if that was going on for so long, like how long was his brother the front man? And how long was he able to literally hide that part of his life and just make it seem like he went missing? That was the one, that was one of the shocking things. And honestly, it really didn't make sense to me at all. Like his brother was looking for this guy and I feel like he knew who it was too. And he's looking for him, ready to off him had no remorse that it was his brother like you know and even in the end when they showed like he was a little haunted by it I'm like but what powers does someone have over you to make you kill your own brother over over something that you aren't really even benefiting from you know like you're what you're trying to please a bunch of rich people in a game that you have to make sure it goes smoothly you know where where do you where's the benefit coming in for you that's what I want to know 
that was the one shocking thing. And the second shocking thing for me was how when every year they did those trials, people were missing, that they'd like, I want to know like, were people able to like that whole majority thing? Like, did that happen multiple times? And if it did, was there not a trend of people coming up and saying something about the same squid game? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like when the um, guy, when he went into the police station, he was trying to tell them about it. They were like not understanding it. But I'm like, if this was happening for years at a time, you're telling me there's not a trace of multiple people talking about the same thing that you guys didn't pick up. I feel like that was just super unrealistic. But then again, I feel like if we're going to relate it to something that happens in real life, like that's just kind of like, not to make it like super crazy, but that's kind of like sex trafficking, you know, like people have an idea about it, but at the end of the day, you would never know how much is happening around you. So I feel like they, they might've seen it as like that, you know, like obviously people go missing and that's about it. Like, we're not going to look into it too much. And also if that, if those people have that much money, maybe they're paying people to say, be hush about it, you know, like, okay, if you talk, you know, if you talk about it outside of these borders, that's fine because we pay the local authorities to, to turn a blind eye. You know, like there's no way that that operation is just going on without some higher government knowing about it. You know what I mean? So those things were shocking to me, but also confusing. Kind of changing the subject or changing the direction, but kind of going off of what you just said about like an operation and paying people off. I read um, when I was researching the show, trying to find themes like that deeper than what I could think of. I read that the creator of the show, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Huang Dong-Hyuk, they said, this article said that he based the show on his own experiences and just observations of just like class struggle in South Korea and basically about capitalism and what it'll make people do. And it kind of relates to what you guys were talking about with desperation earlier and like, having to be put, trying to put yourself in the shoes of being that desperate when you've really never been that desperate for money like that. Given that it's like a global concept or a global structure, how do you guys think you can relate like the structures of the game and how that works to like real life people and talks about class? I think it reinforces um, in a negative way the way I guess you would say the Western world thinks about um, Asian countries and how they're governed, um, but they all but people here don't also realize this is what we're facing too, and it's just that we're not really made to think that that's what we're facing because you're given quote unquote free range. But I think the way that the world is moving right now, and even throughout the pandemic, it seems that the world is on is more on one accord than we automatically assume. And I just think that around the world, capitalism presents itself in different ways. And I just think that this was kind of crazy to see but I don't think it's unbelievable that it would be represented this way either yeah I think that it really does show like I feel like it was it wasn't alien like looking at that show there was some things I didn't get because like a lot of the games were more cultural like they weren't games that Americans play like you know like all those games the squid game like I have never heard of that but I think when it comes to 
how people were responding and the debt and when they were showing the debt and the money and people's response to money like it's definitely the same like I think if you get a group of people from the western like Americans in the same room it would have the same kind of result and so it's just crazy to me thinking about how much like money like controls our lives and like obviously but you don't really know until you have all these things against you and in that position it's not like you can go to somebody for help like you're it's and it's kind of made to be yeah it's your fault because you did this to yourself but like this living in a world where if you don't have x you will literally be brought to the point where you have to do anything for survival and so i think that really does speak a lot and especially when they revealed the um the what do they call them vips when it revealed those people and it's like you do see like it's kind of orchestrated like yes you should make good choices. Yes, you should try to do this. But at the end of the day, there's a larger thing that's being orchestrated against you and kind of like in favor of a small group that's kind of in the shadows. And so I think that's definitely relatable to like how any country works with like the top 1%, things like that. And I think it's just, it also kind of like, it's funny because they show how the to the VIPs, it's a pastime, like it's a joke. Like it's funny, like, you know, people sitting here, struggling to survive and I think that kind of definitely speaks to how rich people really live because I think in the eyes of rich people like poor people struggling poor people working all that stuff it kind of seems funny it kind of seems like wow like look at what they're doing like you know and especially people who are like completely in wealth I'm like not rich as in like you know hundred thousand six figure like I'm talking like millionaires billionaires things like that like they don't really they can't relate they can't empathize with people and it's just like looking down at, like you know it's literally like a game to them and so I feel like that was definitely like real but it's also kind of like damn like it's kind of sad but I think it's interesting like it's interesting that the creator could think about that stuff and make it a game but also trying to relate it to real life given that this has become such a huge show and is generating all this money to you know make people wealthy so it's like it's kind of ironic but I, I just know to say when I was hearing you talk I just think of like American examples of like oh my gosh I hate my job and I'm facing all these mental health issues and I'm wearing my body down I'm stressed out I'm not getting any rest those things of just like but I have to work this job because I need money that's easily an example of that and then also when I think about how a lot of older black people spend so much of their money and like their social security checks on freaking scratch tickets and playing the lottery this is another example of that because you're so desperate to win some money that it's like there's really a slim chance that you're gonna do it but you would literally spend all of your funds that you barely have that someone else is giving you to live you would rather spend all of that and scrape up change just to play the number than to really just live within your means and be realistic about okay how realistic is it for me to really win this money those are just examples that I was thinking of. I think that that whole idea of um, how that game sort of relates to like the real world. And I honestly think on a small scale, just how people view entertainment and what people are willing to do just for followers. You know, like 
you have people who really go on like like on YouTube, there was like this big phase of people like eating cornstarch <laughs> and and eating random things just because they were getting views from it. And you also had a, like those shows like My Strange Addiction and Fear Factor and all those shows where people are putting themselves in just bizarre positions. Oh, well, can you be buried with roaches and get out? Like literally situations that actually don't make sense for you to put yourself in. People are doing it for fun and for entertainment because it's a cash prize. And I think that while people see that, like wipe out those type of games as like, oh my gosh, it's so funny because it's harmless. But it's like just that the fact that people are willing to go through with this for money and, and do even far less, really, for like do even worse things for, for like far less money. It wouldn't be shocking if they decided to create something on a bigger scale where it's like bigger prize and it's a little bit more dangerous. Sign a waiver, you know, like people do that all the time and they don't see it as something that's crazy. But then when you have someone who puts it into a show where it's like, well, how about we twist it? How about we make all the people who are willing to participate in this, you know, people who have nothing to lose. Okay, now let's up the stakes more. It's life or death. Okay, now let's up it a little bit more. We're gonna be we're giving them a whole bunch of money, but it's orchestrated, you know, because the people who are actually putting the money in are getting even more money. Then people are like, wow, that's cruel. That's so crazy. But they're not realizing people are signing themselves up for stuff like this every day. And why? Because the the idea of like that whole I'm gonna try to work to make it is becoming more and more unrealistic. The bigger the wage gaps get the more rich people get like those options of like, I can make it just through hard work are becoming more unrealistic every year. And so they're really not giving people an option to find creative ways to make money. And people are realizing that. So they're going through these humiliating things. Like, I think there was like that post about, um, I don't, uh, that, that lady on Instagram who committed suicide and she was known for like making all these funny videos and she committed suicide. And I'm, People are like, oh my gosh, long live her. And they're like showing her videos of her literally doing things that I don't know if that's, you know, if she was doing it because she felt like because it was making her a living or if she was doing it because she just wanted to have a little bit of joy left in life and trying to find ways to get herself out of whatever depression she was in. But even things like that, people see people literally struggling, doing all these things. But for them, it's like, it's funny. You know, like there was a, and another example, like Azalea Banks, when she was real popular, saying all this stuff people are like oh ha 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 Azalea Banks da, 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 she's crazy but then when she came on on a live crying saying all this stuff then people are like let's pray for Azalea Banks da, da, da. and it's like these are the things that are already happening on smaller scales it's just going to take how how long are people going to realize until it's just like a thing now and people are going to be like whoa when did this happen it's like it's always been happening it's just like they're trying to test I feel like society right now is at a stage where People are being tested with how far they can go just to make a living. And I think we're getting to the point where people are willing to go pretty far, you know? So that's my take on it. So I honestly don't think it's that that different. I just think that the director, whoever created the show, had a really good way of showing the message through an extreme, like, visual. That's it. Just to follow up on that, given the fact that Squid Games has seen a lot of popularity, like way bigger, way larger reception than the people who created it probably ever thought it would. Like obviously Netflix things are a wider scale because literally millions of people have Netflix and it's so central to like Western media type of thing. But 
I think given that Squid Games is a Korean show and that a lot of people who are watching it is like from all over the world and it has all this talk. Do you guys think that these kind of messages get lost in the delivery, like in people seeing it in people making these challenges, like, oh, who would survive Squid Games or like making the um, Squid Game cookie challenge? Like, do you think the message gets lost or do you think it's like positive, like pros and cons type of thing? Like, is it good that it's getting out to a larger audience so people can have these conversations? Or is it more so like no matter how large it gets or how far it can spread, it's still always going to be dulled down by like the masses? Like, what do you guys think about that? I think because it's a TV show, naturally the message is going to get lost because it's not like a documentary. It's not, you know, it's, it's for entertainment like even the cover it's for entertainment the the main character one of the main characters a female like it gave her a lot of attention where her modeling career got blown up you know so I think that the response to it was what they expect like I'm not gonna say it's what they expected um but I do think that while they did have an intention to put messages through it I don't think they um well I wouldn't expect a show that I put together that would have a deep meaning to cause people to like have a movement or to be more aware of something that's going on, especially if the way that it's put together seems super unrealistic, quote unquote, you know, like in a game like that, a lot of people are like, wow, what would I do if I were there? They're not even thinking like, is like, why are people like signing up for something like that? Like all the, the only response was, would I win if I was here? Like so lighthearted, like, oh my gosh, the sugar game, like would I win? I would lose guys. Like, you know, like stuff like that. It was actually sick, but I think that when it comes to media, um, when you're putting stuff, when you're putting a piece out like that in the entertainment industry, like the first thing you you're looking for is like, is this gonna make money? I don't even think they're gonna look for is this going to bring out a message? If they were, if that's what they want, wanted, it wouldn't have been an entertainment TV show. It wouldn't have been a Netflix series. It would have been a documentary. They would have tried to get it on like Lifetime or something. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm trying to do some lifetime, lifetime. I'm, I, I'm trying. You know what I mean, though? Like, it would have been on different channels. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. If they were really, like, adamant about trying to get a bigger message out there. And so I just think when you're dealing with stuff like that, there's an approach. And I don't think they took the approach to bring awareness. So. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I would agree with you. Um. I would agree it would be on like own or something like that. <laughs> like, I definitely agree. However, I do not appreciate the fact that everything becomes a trend on social media. And I don't appreciate the fact that people make things lighthearted because like Brianna, Brianna said, there's a small scale of these things already happening. And God forbid, but I don't want anything like that becoming a reality for me. And the way I think about the world and how far rich people are really willing to go, I wouldn't doubt that they could orchestrate something like that in real life. And so I really do second everything Brianna just said a few minutes ago, um, because when people that's even like um about I guess you could say a year or two ago I think right before the pandemic around this time when that world world war three trend was happening on um on social media and twitter and stuff like why would you why would you joke about that 
I don't get it. Like, has life become that, like, laughable that people just joke about stuff that could really be real and that you really don't know how, that what your outcome is? I, I don't know. I just think about, I just think about that. And so I really don't appreciate the fact that it's so laughable and, like, I saw a comp like how all these stores, like these ice cream shops and pastry shops, are are popping up with, um, what what is it called? The what when they carve out the shape? What are you like? What are you bringing this to real life for? I don't know. That's just the way I think about it, though. <laughs> I was just gonna say like that World War Three trend is kind of unrelated, but. I think it also shows privilege in a huge way. Like, I think like people abroad, like, you know, people in America making those kind of jokes, it's kind of like a oh, World War Three if it happened. But like knowing at the end of the day, I feel like it's funny because it's like, it's never going to happen here. Like, you know, like it happens to other people and not us. I feel like that's also where like the joke comes in unrelated but I just feel like those kind of things it's like you don't really see it happening to you so you're desensitized to like things that happen to other people so it's like oh they're gonna get blown up all this stuff but it's like that actually is happening like you know it's just not here so we can make jokes about it but I was also gonna say before um I think yeah you're right I, I feel like it's not like you need to spread awareness and start a movement about you know whatever it's just more so like I appreciate things that do have some kind of deeper meaning so you can think about it, especially if I'm investing my time in watching a show that's pretty like dark and like it gets darker and also it just gets more complex. I think it's good that it has a deeper meaning because then you actually think about it in real life. I feel like it's hard to like, I mean, a lot of bad movies do come out, but I think it's hard to make a complex show without having it be related somewhat to real life because then how else are you going to grip the audience or things like that so and I forgot to mention that we had all well Brianna I don't think you were there but me and Demaya watched Parasite which was another Korean movie that came out a couple of years ago and it became really popular I don't think it was as popular because you know it was like on Hulu rather than Netflix type of thing so <laughs> I feel like it didn't hit as big of an audience but that was another one that I think was really thought provoking, but it was more obvious that it was literally about socioeconomic, you know, class struggle type of thing. But I think that was a really good movie. Um, and so I feel like the impact, it really is just thought provoking. I don't think it can get further than that. I think it's just like, oh, let's have a conversation about this or like this made me think about something new or this could actually be happening type of stuff as opposed to like, oh, you know, what else is it really going to do? Because as you said, Brianna, it's entertainment purposes. So something that I was uh, thinking about, because, you know, you guys may not know this, our audience, but I literally just finished the last like 10 minutes of the episode before <laughs> I recorded this. Don't even ask me why it took me so long to. But when I finished it and um, in the end, there was a little part where they like bet, like literally bet on whether someone will help this homeless man. Which again, it's like, okay, you know, like that's, that's kind of sick. But that was like the basis of their conversation. Like this world is cruel and, you know, you're looking down on me, but people do this to regular civilians every day. They watch them die and all that stuff. And I feel like they made it like that whole part where, you know, when the clock strike 12 or whatever, and someone helped him ran the last minute. And it's like, there is some humanity left in this world. Like, it just made me think of those videos where it's like, after showing like 
thousands of videos of like animals being like abused they have like that one animal that's being taken care of and like nursed back to health and they're like see humanity still exists and I feel like when they throw stuff like that in a show it kind of like it's for people who just can't handle like the fact that these little parts of like good isn't enough like you know what I mean so that they don't feel guilty about ent- being entertained in the show. And so when I watched that, I'm like, what a weird way to try to like bring like an uplifting vibe to it. And even when the guy was like, I'm not gonna forgive you for that. Like, I feel like they wanted to like clap a- clap type of moment, like give him an applause, you know, like he's a good guy. Like there are good guys out there, root for the good guys. But it's like, how? When half the show was full of people who were willing to do <laughs> anything, like, you know? You're going to sit here and try to bank it on, you know, like at the end of the day, they're still good in this world. Like, I feel like that is really how people think, you know, like they're being, they're seeing nothing but negatives, but they're searching for the tiny bit of goodness. Like everyone is like, oh my gosh, being so good. You know, like he was helping that old man the whole time through the show. And it really did get him sympathy through the show. Cause even I was like, wow, he helped the old man. That's so nice. Just to find out even the old man was corrupted. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that whole view of like, oh, we're still going to make it so that people don't feel so bad about watching the show. Because like, let's say in the end, like no one helped that guy. Like it would be a whole different story. You know, let's say from the whole, th- like, let's say halfway through the show, you found out the old man was was the orchestrator of it. And he still kept going. And, you know, was st- then you would finish that show and be like, damn, like there's nothing good left. You know what I mean? But they had to just throw that in there, a little sprinkle of, oh, it's okay, though. Someone helped the homeless guy. So I just, I don't know, that turned me off. kind of got me mad. <laughs> so to end, um, I just saw today on social media that they're actually going to come out with a second season on Netflix. Um, so my question is, I think that's an obvious answer. Are you guys going to watch it? Um, but what are some of your predictions for the second season? I will watch it. Honestly, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Like I was surprised to see that there's going to be a second season just because I felt like the way they left things was intentionally unfinished. And so I think that there was a lot of like loopholes and questions that seems questions that seem like they can't be answered. And so I am going to watch it just to see what happens. But I think the impact I don't think the impact will be as strong as just this one season and leaving it at that. Um, I think what I'll be, honestly, I've seen a lot of theories about this person's not really dead and this person's alive. Like, you know, and I really think who died, died. Like, I don't really want to hold on to like, oh, he's still alive. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm interested in the main character. Um, in the end, we saw that he turned around. First of all, he dyed his hair red. <laughs> which is like symbolic <laughs> I'm like and then he was going on the plane to see his daughter but he turned around at the last minute as if he has the power to like somehow go in you know take charge and it's like he wants to break the system or expose people um and so I think like if when I do watch or when a season does come out I'm interested to see what he does like I'm interested to see like how sucked in he'll get if he'll be successful or if it's gonna end up like the cop, like, you know? And I'm also interested just to see more background on the game itself and like have other people find out about it. Because I think if he goes back in the game and it kind of has that whole, like, he's just in the game, nobody knows he's out there. I feel like I'll be annoyed. Like, I don't know if I'll continue watching, but I'm interested to see that, like exposing the game and seeing the response to it from like the government 
normal citizens, things like that. Yeah, I agree. I honestly, if I watch it and by the third episode, they're just playing the game, like I'm not finishing it because what's the point of that? Um, But I hope that we do get our questions answered because I don't think it was intended to have a second season either. Um, But I also do hope that some of our questions do get answered in the second season. And I hope they don't go past a second season. I just feel like that is going to be way too much. And it's going to be. Yeah. So just like uh, season three of you right now. So I just hope that they leave it at season two and that there's more awareness brought to the game rather than same old people are dying and nobody knows about it. Yeah, I would third that. I definitely think that, honestly, I don't even know if I would watch it or not. It depends on like when it comes out and what I'm interested in at the time because it took me so long to finish the first season that if the second season doesn't even start off right, I don't know how long. It might take me a while to get through it. But one thing that I hope to see or that I think that they're going to do for the second season is show how it got put together. And, you know, if he does like sort of demand answers, like, them giving him a look in in hopes of like trying to get him to like sort of see why they do it and if they spin it that way like I'll definitely watch it because then I feel like that could get it give a more informational like perspective of like okay we're gonna dial it and it's not really gonna be us just showing the people in the game but now we're gonna show maybe them taking a person through it and trying to convert them into seeing their way of thinking and I don't even want to put this out there because I don't know why I just thought about but like you know how some movies inspire people like in the real world to do stuff like that like I hope it's not that like you know explanation type of thing I hope they still keep it a little bit unrealistic but yeah I feel like it will be interesting to see like this is how I put it together this is how you know we get people here's the psychological way of thinking about it like I I was thinking back to when they put all those people in the room with the just white walls and like metal beds barely gave them food like they knew that that would cause people to act a little barbaric. So I wonder like if they will ever explain those kinds of things. But I also agree that they shouldn't do a third season because I will for sure not watch it, you know, like, (laughs) because that's too much. And I feel like sometimes Netflix, they get an inch and they take a mile and it's not necessary. So um, yeah, that's my take on it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, I really do. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, We haven't really done something like this where we sit around and talk about like media, something we all watch or something that's like really trending. And so we hope you guys enjoyed this. I feel like it was really interesting for me to hear what you guys, what what your thoughts were on this show, especially since we didn't watch the whole thing together. We didn't watch barely any of it together and at different time periods and with obviously different lenses. So I think it was really interesting to talk about this, especially given that we haven't talked about it before, really. And so with that being said, um, make sure you guys are following up with everything we're posting, all our content on the YouTube. If you're not already subscribed, go subscribe to our YouTube at She Thinks She Knows Podcast. Um, Make sure you're listening to the other episodes of this season. And stay tuned for any new content we have coming up. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.